the hardest walk you can make is the walk you make alone. But that is the walk that makes you the strongest. Welcome back to episode three of the Alpha Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and we are joined today by Stephen. Uh, if you were an uh, old listener of the old podcast, uh, Stephen was my co-host on that, so we decided to bring back Stephen for an episode and uh, have a little talk about sports and a little draft recap. Stephen, how's it going? It is going. I, uh, I'm excited to sit here, talk about the draft, talk about... The Cavs winning this game. Yeah, right now uh, we're watching the Cavs and the uh, Pacers in the background. Hopefully the Cavs can pull this out. I am Team LeBron. Yeah, I like LeBron. Uh, I just also don't like anything in Indiana. That's true. I don't. Pacers really don't have a lot that I like. Yeah. So I guess let's just jump right into it. And uh, Stephen, did you watch much of the draft? You know, it's it's tough. The first first round I get excited about. The second round, generally have it on the background. And maybe watch a little bit, bit of it, but no. I watched the first round. That's after that kind of check out. Yeah, I think I'm kind of the same way. You put it in the background for the second round. And then, honestly, the three through seven, which I th- or the four through seven, which they do on Saturday, they did that yesterday, they don't even make the announcements. They, they're just talking about draft people, and then you see at the bottom ticker who just got picked up, and then you got to Google them or YouTube them because you have no clue who they are. Oh, yeah. You've got to read other people's stories on how good these guys are or if they're uh, – if they're a good fit or not, I don't have that insight. But uh, it is interesting to read some of the storylines. Yeah, so I guess we'll jump right in. And uh, first topic is, is uh, of course, every time, every year, Roger Goodell comes out and he is just booed unmercilessly. Rightfully so. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think if you make $42 million a year, you, you have the right to be booed by everyone. And He's always so surprised by it, too. It's yeah. so funny. He tried so hard to bring out all the the Dallas Cowboy greats and he did like he did the grandpa joke of, "Oh my god, I can't believe you guys are booing all these people that are around me. How could you boo these guys? They're Dallas Cowboy greats." Yeah, he's If anyone's lost touch to the fan base, it's definitely him. Yeah. Um who here's a question for you. So in in the wrestling world, you got you got Vince McMahon who, you know, heel mcmahon was one of the most hated people ever when he he's firing people and you know having there was an old time back in the day when he had people he would literally just have people kiss his ass um yeah who who gets booed more roger goodell or or heel mcmahon i think it's roger goodell no no question everyone boos him and it's got to the point where it's cross leagues so if you go watch the nba draft you can tell fans actively cheer because it's not Roger Goodell, and they cheer for Adam Silver. And then yeah, the second, they, the second boo, round, did they boo David Stern? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, did David Stern ever get booed? I don't know. I think he was like kind of mixed reactions. But even uh, when Troy Vincent, old the Eagle, comes out and starts doing like the third round or whatever, as soon as they switch to him, they all start cheering. Yeah. So it's uh, you've got Cowboys fans cheering for Eagles. They hate Roger Goodell so much. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's universally hated, and I can't think of anyone that's more universally hated. And rightfully so. He's He has mismanaged so many different um, situations that have happened. Uh, rightfully so, I would say. The boos are... Some are facetious. Some people are just booing just because they, they believe that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But I genuinely believe there are a lot of people that despise that man. 
I, I I don't know. I don't hate him, but I I'll definitely join the crowd. Oh yeah, because it's fun. This is not one. I'm not going to be contrarian for this. I'll be contrarian on a lot of things, but not the booing of Roger Goodell. I'll join right in. Yeah. So first things first, Baker Mayfield, of course, goes first overall to the the Browns. I think you and me had a conversation um, at one point uh, sometime last week when we were saying, you know, I, if I was the Browns, I would probably have, have gone with Barkley first overall, and then oh, definitely, you know, um, the Giants maybe. Might have ended up going with the offensive lineman from Notre Dame instead of a quarterback. Um, yeah, I think and, you know you might you would have had your pick of of Josh Allen, Rosen, and and, and maybe even Darnold. It depends on or Rosen or Darnold um, at four. And you know you got your quarterback, but you also have I, I think Barkley's a, a can't miss. I think he's going to be it's just an absolute stud in the NFL for six six seven years as long as he doesn't get hurt. Um, going forward yeah no you, you saw for a while there a few years where they wouldn't even take running backs in the first round oh yeah it and is. now it's he's just so important and then you go look at uh, like dalvin cook who tore up as a rookie yep. and alvin kamara and he's just good to come in and just be an absolute stud now he plays for the for the browns who just barkley yeah no barkley's in new york not, no not yeah barkley but uh who am I thinking of? Uh, Trent Richardson when he played for the yeah he was Browns. he like, was terrible for the Browns. The part with the, <laughs> the problem, I wanted him to go there because I thought it made more sense for the Browns, but they don't have an offensive line at all. No, they don't. But they, they had a they've got a there was enough I think viable I, I think this quarterback draft class there actually are a lot of guys that could really pan out in the NFL. I think that it was so loaded with quarterbacks that you could take the risk and you could you could pass on your pick of the litter and take what's left and still end up with a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think if you look at what the Giants did, if the Browns would have went Barkley with one, the Giants would have went offensive line cuz their se- their second overall pick they went O-line. Because their line's garbage, they need someone to get back there to to block for Eli, who is just over there burping the baby, yeah, <laughs> and getting sacked left and right, throwing thirty picks a year. So they need someone that can block for him, and they need a running game. So I think that was a good pick by them. But they would have went offensive lineman had Barkley been off the board, and then I don't know the Jets. Maybe Jets they, probably still would have gone. Yeah, no, I think would've... the Jets probably still would have gone with Darnold. I think that's I think who so they too. wanted to begin with. I agree. So then, then you get. A stud running back and, a, and the quarterback you wanted with your first and fourth overall pick. Yeah, you get Josh Allen potentially, who a guy who can throw the ball ninety yards, and you've got Josh Gordon, one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, who you know, for you know, lack of a better way to put it, after 40, 50 yards, ain't no one's going to be, no one's guarding him after forty or fifty yards, and you got Josh Allen, guy who could just throw it deep, and it, that seemed like just too easy and. You know, maybe in a year we'll be looking back and, you know, we're the, we're the idiots here, but the Browns have a track record of, of you know, just screwing themselves over because they just and overthought that, it. And then, like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it or maybe I'm, I might be eating my, eating my shoe later, but I really don't think all these quarterbacks are that great. I think they're all just okay. There's not one that stood out like, a, like an Andrew Luck or a uh, – Carson Wentz. Yeah. Neither one of those. Neither all six or seven of these guys. None of them were that. Were either one of those players? And then they went on a run of them. And you had what, uh, like four in the first ten picks? Yeah, that was the first time ever they've had four quarterbacks in the first ten picks. And then you you know we add in the fifth with Lamar Jackson later, which we'll we'll get to um, in, 
at a later time. But yeah, you got four guys in the top ten, and I think it's if you're a, a GM or a coach in the NFL, you know you have no chance of keeping your job because you have no chance of winning if you don't have a franchise quarterback, and that's that's pretty clear with the draft that these guys that don't have quarterbacks are you know the the backups and the available free agents of the NFL have, are free agents because they for a reason they haven't proven themselves. You know, so you're gonna take the you're gonna take the risk, and you're gonna try and find that franchise quarterback, and you know, keep a job for six, seven years in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. All the GMs they like to get their guys, even if they've got a decent quarterback. They're like, oh, I want to get my guy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Moving on, you've got the really the only. I personally thought that you know Baker Mayfield was the best player in college football. Uh, it was pretty pretty clear. Um, you know, I think that some sometimes they just they overthink it, and you over you know he he wasn't he's not Johnny Manziel. You can compare him to Johnny Manziel all you want, but he's not Johnny Manziel. So you know, yeah. I, I don't have any arguments with them taking him first overall. I I think he does have he comes with some baggage, but you know he he's never shied away from it. He's owned up to his mistakes, and you know said that he needs to be better. Um, and he seems genuine in that. Now, you know, I like the guy that wants to compete, but other than that, I think really the biggest the biggest shock in the first, you know, I guess lottery pick section of, of draft picks was you get back to four and the Browns have Bradley Chubb sitting there on the board just waiting to be picked. The whole time leading up to it, they're comparing him they're comparing him to Miles Garrett, the number one pick last year, saying how yep. how deadly this defensive line could be with Garrett on one side and Chubb on the other side and then they pick Denzel Ward, which, for all intents and purposes, is a great player, and he's, and he's going to be a good NFL player. But you know, I think that's that's the pick we're going to come back and look at and be like, wow, they really Bradley Chubb will, I think, will be a, an All Pro. You know, he'll six be, seven years. Denzel Ward will make probably his fair share of, of Pro Bowls. Don't get me wrong; he's not a scrub, but I think we're going to look back and say you, they really, really screwed the pooch on this one. I agree. I, I, here's the thing: I always say this: you can make with a great defensive end, you can make good corners. With a great yep. corner, you can't make good defensive ends. No, it's all about pass rush. And if you can get back there, pressure the quarterback. It doesn't matter how slow or how you know maybe unathletic your corners are; they could still make plays because you got a good defensive front that's putting pressure on the quarterback. And uh, they had the opportunity to have two stud defensive ends in Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb, and they just passed on it for Denzel Ward, who who may or may not. I know, I know, I realize they lost Joe Hayden, and they're trying to fill that hole, but I don't know. I, I would have went with Chubb. Yeah, I, I think that's unanimous in, on from both of us. So another cool little uh, fact outside of the four quarterbacks in the first twenty picks, in the or in the first ten picks, in the first twenty picks of the draft. Did you know this, Stephen? There was four walk-ons. Guys who started their college career as a walk-on ended up getting drafted in top twenty. Yeah, I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me. I think uh, take your star system, <laughs> throw it out the window. Well, I think that's that's what they you know they kind of always talk about like basketball recruiting. Your five stars are generally always five stars. Mm-hmm. Your four stars are always a step below, and then your three star basketball recruits generally aren't that great. But sometimes you have some studs coming out of there. Football, it's just there's so many players. I mean, there's thousands of recruits every year and trying to grade them all is is nearly impossible because there's just not a lot of opportunity to see them in competition the only time you see these guys is in 
freaking uh, those scouting combines, where it's just them running, lifting guys in shorts. Yeah. Whereas the basketball guys, you see them AAU, you actually see them playing the game. You can make it a, a, a real educated decision. Now football makes it a little tougher. So I, I'm not surprised with the walk-ons. I think a lot of guys come in with chip on their shoulder, and they come out and they show what they're worth. And uh, make some money from it. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's a testament too. I think to some of these co- college coaches that are just you know great at developing talent, and the strength coaches as well. You know, turning literally boys into men. You look at I think uh, you look at Bradley Chubb. I think for instance, I I could be completely wrong, but I think they said he was he he had like one or two offers coming out of high school. Like no one had any interest in him. Josh Allen didn't have a single Division One. Scholarship yeah, he offer. He had to send letters out to even get yeah. consideration. So it, it's it's such a late blooming sport for some of these guys that it, it just it really it's it's cool to see when you got twenty walk ons that end up going. You know, these guys left left high school, went to a school, had to pay their own tuition, and now you know, all of them had the dream of of playing in the NFL. And realistically, their their friends and you know even some family members probably said, "Look, you know." Do your thing. Show up to class. Get good grades. Make sure you graduate. Let's let's get yeah. you a job at Enterprise. You know, yeah. sell, rent out some cars or, or go go get a job at Fifth Third Bank. You know, find something that's reliable. Make some money. You know, settle down and, and enjoy. You know, enjoy life. And you know, here we are four years later, and, and four of these guys, for instance, are are, fin- are fulfilling that dream and, and playing professional sports. They're going to get paid millions of dollars to play a game. You know. Yeah. That, that we would all love to be in their shoes. And it, it genuinely feels like, you know, these NFL GMs want to find guys that love football. Those and are the these guys, guys love football. Yeah, and they're the guys that are so easy to cheer for. And fans can rally around them because it's – they're the ever man's player. Yes. It's the average Joe that, that made it all the way. So, um, if you don't remember from the previous podcast, Steven is an Eagles fan. Congrats on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, I am a Detroit Lions fan, so we'll 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 touch base on our first round draft picks. Stephen, you traded your first round draft pick and allowed yeah, allowed the Ravens to draft Lamar Jackson as the fifth quarterback taken in the first round. Yeah, I uh, I was okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you really. I don't know what you ended up getting out of those picks, but there wasn't a glaring hole on your on your well, team. Well, when we, we traded up to get Carson Wentz, we gave up a whole lot of picks to do that. Yeah. And so this year, we've only had, I think, starting, it was, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it was like only like four or five picks. Yeah. So you trade it back, you get an extra couple picks. It, it probably makes sense to do that. And they they didn't see anyone on the board that they, they were fell in love with. Lamar going to Baltimore, um, you know, I was really hoping when the – when the Saints traded up, that they were going to pick him because I think he'd be a stud with Sean um, Payton. Sean Payton, yeah. yeah, that would have been fun. You could have seen Lamar Jackson and, and Alvin Alvin Kamara really do a lot of damage uh, for yep. years to come. But obviously, what could have been? Yeah, I think uh, you know. Obviously, the Eagles didn't have a first round pick, but uh, I was okay with them trading back. And I think Lamar going. Going to Baltimore is a little funny because him and Flacco could not be any more opposite. Yes, they are miles apart. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. They always talk about, oh, the rookie can come in and learn from a veteran. Like, what does he got to learn from Flacco He's other gonna than learn maybe how to show the playbook? Up on time. He's going to learn how to show up on time. Yeah. Learn how to pay his taxes on time. Well, I guess they both have pretty strong arms, but I, I would venture to guess that Lamar is probably even stronger. Oh, without a doubt. Um, 
So. I, I think probably Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are going to be two. And, of course, Joe Flacco in the mix and, honestly, Aaron Rodgers. But I think they're right there. That's your four. Those are your four guys with the strongest arm in the NFL now. You're forgetting your boy, Stafford. Yeah. He's got a hose. He, yeah, I would say he's fifth. He's he's right there. I, I think Aaron Rodgers has has surpassed him on being able to throw the deep ball. Um, well, there's there's the difference between accuracy and, and distance. And from power. a distance standpoint, Stafford's Stafford's shoulder's been replaced like 13 times. So yeah, got some got a little rust on the on the old shoulder. So Lions went with uh, the sexy sexy pick of Frank Ragnow, center out of Arkansas. Um, could not be more excited about that. Uh, the only thing that it's worth mentioning is he he skyrocketed up people's big boards uh, after all the combine stuff and his measurables were were pretty out outlandish and uh, I think he can actually dunk a basketball like they were saying that he he's not your prototypical offensive lineman you know back early 2000s late 90s it was just these big dudes that just big hog mollies yeah hog mollies that just never missed a meal and now you've got these offensive linemen that are coming into they're the athletes. league oh my god they're freaks of nature yeah he's they're, an athlete he's a, he's a glass eater so he uh but he looks just like Matt Patricia. He is so I really enjoy that. Have you have you seen him? What he looks like? Yeah, he does kind of look like he's him. he's little little Matt. Um, well, he's six five. So I don't know how little he's going to be in the face. He's little Matt. Okay. <laughs> Matt Patricia is no no stranger to, to meals either. Yeah. But uh, I, side note, I am very excited about Patricia as the head coach. Um, I think he he seems to have a lot of. Um, a lot of respect amongst players. Even Legarrette Blount came over <clears throat> to the Lions from New England. No, he was with uh, Philly. He was with you guys last yeah, year, right? Sure was. So every time he joins a the team, they won a Super Bowl. I like my odds there. Um, yeah, I don't think the Lions um, can do it. They're they're missing Calvin Johnson. We're missing a, more than Calvin Johnson. Well, we're missing he, a defense. He would help. We're not really we're not really throwing out very many studs out there besides Darius Slay and Ziggy Ansah. Well, you've only had the last time you guys had a hundred yard rusher was like uh, uh, the Clinton administration, uh, something like that. I think it was Reggie Bush on Thanksgiving in like twenty. It was bad. fifteen or something. Yeah, they 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 added carry carry on Johnson. I, I like him, but. I would have much rather had uh, Darius Darius guys that that's that situation in the draft, but we'll see. I, I trust I trust Bob Quinn. I think he's going to do do some big things. So, a um, couple couple more topics, and we'll finish up. Uh, do you care about Mister Irrelevant? Uh, I don't even know who it is. Uh, just the the concept of Mister Irrelevant. I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, I think it's lost its luster. Yeah, well, the problem is, is there's just the NFL draft takes so long that not a lot of people even know. Everyone in rounds four through seven is Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, so you could tell me one guy and tell me another guy, and it, and I guess I have a fifty fifty chance of getting it right, but I have no idea, and I don't think it's that important. His name was Trey Quinn. I don't remember where he came from, but um, fun fact: he threw a no hitter in the Little League World Series. Saw that. So that's what he's known for. Yes. And Let's being Mister Relevant now, that apparently they have He's a, from SMU. SMU, they have a party. He's at a five eleven, two hundred and three pound receiver. Very nice. Um, he runs crisp, reliable routes. That's He's a white guy, so that's expected. Um, is this Mel Todd or, or Mayock? I don't know. This is ESPN. <laughs> um, has top end speed to challenge vertical vertically, and his ball skills are his best trait. So that's good. As quoted, ESPN.com. Yeah, just in case. Give them a little pl- uh, <laughs> a little plug. 
Uh, Bill underrated prospect who wears best out of slot. Yeah, white guy coming out of slot makes sense. Um, Did the Patriots draft him? No, they didn't. He was he was a Redskin. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, Mr. Irrelevant. They have a party, apparently, every year for Mr. Irrelevant. They have, like, a regatta out in California or something with the original Mr. Irrelevant's family. Yeah. Um, we didn't we, – we were talking about our, our teams and their picks. One, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, the Eagles. Did you like how they traded up right in front of Dallas to take a tight end named Dallas, who the Cowboys were probably going to draft to replace oh, Jason Witten? Without a doubt. And they stole him from him? Without a doubt. Oh, did David Akers, did David Akers make that announcement? Yeah, he did. And he right, did really that was well. amazing when he trolled Dallas in Dallas. Yeah, uh, I absolutely loved that. So a couple more fun facts about Mr. Irrelevant. I got I got really deep into Mr. Irrelevant because it was – it was more it was more spite research than anything because I just think it's stupid. Um, the only really relevant Mister Irrelevant was Ryan Suckup, the Kansas City uh, kicker. Nice. Yeah, he was Mister Irrelevant. I think he has the record for like the best. Uh, I read it, but I didn't write it down. I think he has the record for like the best field goal percentage in a season or something. Um, but he was Mister Irrelevant in two thousand nine. I would say I would say Suckup probably made a Pro Bowl at some point. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, he was around long enough. Yeah, he's been around for almost a decade, and he's he's been you know he's been old reliable. Last year, Mister Irrelevant, we had Swag Kelly. Didn't know that actually. Hmm. Old Chad Kelly from uh, hell, who knows where he came from this year? Was it Ole Miss where he ended up finishing? Uh, Was it Clemson? Then he cussed out Dabo Sweeney and got kicked off the team. Didn't he go to Last Chance U? Yeah, he went to Last Chance U before Last Chance U was Last Chance U. Yeah. And then he went. So he went D one somewhere. Maybe Ole Miss. I don't know. I think he went to Ole Miss. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, we'll just go with that. That's I'm be pretty right. sure that's that's right. You know, he was last year's. Who the Cowboys did get that I was a little upset about. Who Bo Scarborough? Yeah, big Alabama running back. And yeah, he got him in the seventh round. I was like, damn, he's a beast. Yeah, he is pretty big, but he'll probably get cut because he's Slug. he's not he's not NFL caliber player. Yeah. I mean, he. he He'll be do. He'll be hopefully he's a good locker room presence for Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe. I guess, and then I don't know. Like he's kind of like Brandon Jacobs. And Brandon Jacobs played good for a while, but do you, when you're a bruiser in the NFL, people hit hard. Like you're gonna, Everyone you're gonna get does. hit. You're yeah. just, Bo Scarborough's job is to not go out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> he does not go out of bounds. So breaking news, by the way, Cleveland won the series, Game Seven. LeBron's moving 13, on. Though. Coming up next is Houston and uh, Utah. So, uh, fun fact for all the since we are based in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, it, there was a in 1995, maybe 95. No, it wasn't 95. It was it was like 2007 or something. There was a U of L player that was Mister Irrelevant, University of Louisville. Uh, and in 1994, Marty Moore from UK was Mister Irrelevant. Nice. So there you go. Those everyone else, facts. everyone else, literally was irrelevant. Um, no one else amounted to anything. There was oh, I do remember one thing. There was a guy that ended up having a really good career as an NBA player. So that's how relevant he was to the NFL draft. He ended up playing basketball instead. Um, last thing is the way too early 2018 mock drafts versus the actual draft. I got got a little bored and went back and looked to see what you know that, that i just saw on uh, tv this morning they released the 2019 mock draft which don't even remember a single person on there except that the quarterback from missouri is top five 
and I didn't really think he was that good to begin with, but apparently he's he's pro ready according to Mel Kuyper. Hmm. So uh, let's look back at the way too early 2018 mock draft and let's see where they actually ended up. So number one overall, they had Connor Williams, offensive tackle from Texas. He was projected. Um, for, uh, he was projected number one in the one I saw. I looked at a couple others, and he was top five. So all of these guys will be top five. He went 50th, so I guess we missed a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a tad. Different round. Yeah. So uh, We also had Christian Kirk, wide receiver from Texas A&M. He was projected top five. He went 47th. Another one. We missed again. Yeah, missed, uh, missed the round. Yeah, so it gets better. Arden Key, defensive end from LSU, they projected him top five. He went 87th, almost into the fourth round. Wow. Um, and then they, they were pretty spot on with the others. You had Josh Rosen. Uh, he was projected top five. He went 10th. Um, there were some questions about his health. If the if the health questions weren't a concern, I think those kind of developed this year. If the health questions weren't a concern, though, I think he, he ends up staying top five. Um, well, so his coach didn't help him that. either. Yeah, I, that's a do. You, is there a scenario that Jim Moore was like, "There's no way he can survive in Cleveland or the, or with the Jets"? I'm just gonna just bad mouth him. So and, he doesn't have to in do six it. years. He'll thank me when he's not on an absolutely horrific team. Potentially, but I think also Jim Moore was trying to show that he's unbiased in his uh, his new media career. So he might have just been telling the truth. Yeah, or Jim Moore has CTE. So could be. Could be. And he was thinking about the backup the whole time. Like, he's not pro-ready. There's no way this guy can play at the next yeah. level. Yeah, uh, could be. Last one was uh, Sam Darnold, USC's quarterback. He was projected top five as well. He went number three, like we said. I think that was pretty pretty spot on. Um, the whole year they pretty much had Rosen and Darnold being the top top guys for, for the draft. So that, that about wraps it up for, for what I've got. Steven, you got any last remarks? No, it was uh, it was another good year for the draft. Uh, another fun time booing Roger Goodell. I enjoyed it. Yes, and uh, at the rate we're going, we'll uh, we'll talk again, Stephen, in April uh, 2019. Let's do it. Another draft. Another draft recap. One year later. So, uh, oh, one we did not forget is uh, we actually do a Alpha Apparel sponsored question. Um, which I did not prepare a question for. So uh, visit, while I'm thinking of it, visit alphaapparelky.com. Um, that is the t-shirt company. That is our, our owners. Uh, if you use the promo code podcast, you will get 20% off. Uh, they just changed, we just changed everything on the website to free shipping. It uh, doesn't matter the size of your order. So go get you some fitness apparel, some fitness swag, some tanks, some t-shirts, uh, we've got some new stuff coming out shortly, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we also do our blog. So I guess for our uh, our Alpha Apparel sponsored questions, Stephen, uh, what uh, what have you been up to for last year? Oh, you know, uh, working like crazy, trying to trying to make that money. Yep. Bought a house. Yeah. Uh, let's got see. A, got out of the parents' house. Yeah, I bought a house. Got uh, brother got married. Yes, uh, I remember that. Pretty good, pretty good year. I remember most of that. I don't remember <laughs> very much of that that wedding, but it was a good time. I remember uh, a conversation that we had after the wedding, and you said that you thought about buying another night at the hotel just because you didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, and I, I almost did that, but luckily, 
luckily I got a ride home, and then I just didn't move after that for the next day or two. But yeah, that was, that was a it was a lot of working, a lot of working, and uh, trying to working. trying to make that money and uh, having a good time. Yep. All right, so we will tune in. Uh, hopefully next week uh, we'll have uh, back to maybe business as usual. We'll talk a little bit business, a little bit of fitness. Uh, maybe we'll dabble in some, some dabble in some more sports. Baseball season's in full effect. Um, draft and NFL stuff's really not going to be uh, yeah, it's relevant for the next few weeks. We have a bunch of people coming in to work out in t-shirts and sweatshorts. Uh, mini camps coming up. Um, look for all the, the headlines of this guy came in overweight. This guy gets a $200,000 bonus because he weighs X amount of pounds instead. Yeah, uh, I think they said, oh, it was, uh, who is it? The Was it Mike Williams? The wide receiver? Like he got like, I think $58,000 or something because he was under 250 pounds. Like, who set that out that thought that Mike Williams, like one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, was just going to decide to switch to heavy beer and just throw it all away and, and just become fat and sloppy I want this year? Agent. Yeah, I want this Apparently, agent. he got a fat bonus. And I think he cleared, I think he weighed like 215. He cleared about like 35 pounds. Jeez. So. But that's it for all. Uh, that's it for everything today. We will uh, we'll tune in next week and uh, hopefully talk a little more sports, a little more business, and uh, go from there. See you later. Adios. All my friends are eating steak, it's slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know.